Hey everyone, welcome to the fourth and final installment in a special month-long series called Things I Know. Throughout this month, I'm sharing four big ideas that have caught my attention and that I believe are worthy of catching yours as well. In the first three episodes, we explored why there's no feedback without failure, the power of flipping the feedback script, and why positive feedback is positively amazing. The links to each of these episodes can be found in the show notes. Things I know run a little shorter than usual. You'll have to finish that cup of coffee in about the time it takes you to listen to half of one of my episodes, but they're still full of the big ideas you've come to expect and enjoy here on the show. Our regular interview format returns with a bang next week on July 4th, and we've got some heavy hitters coming your way, so stay tuned. Until then, here's the last episode of Things I Know. Enjoy. Welcome to I Wish They Knew, a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. So here's what I know. When it comes to feedback, what we show matters more than what we say. That's right. What we show others during the course of feedback, from visual cues to emotional care, makes an even stronger impression than what we actually say. Sure, our words mean something, but our signals, the meaning of those words, is everything. Like it or not, feedback is more than just the spoken word. It's a subtle story, and it's not always the one we want to tell. I call it our feedback face. Let's say someone wants to give me negative feedback about one of my talks. Joe, you were so keyed up on stage, the energy level was dialed up way too high, and it looked fake. Ouch. Well, that's clear enough, but how the message is conveyed and how it's received, that's not necessarily so straightforward. In a study by Marie Dasbro, people were asked to give critical feedback with positive facial expressions like smiles and nods. When they put a happy face on negative feedback, the perception of that feedback went from bad to better. So if someone tells me that my energy level was way too ramped up, but does so with a big grin on their face, my brain reads that feedback almost like a compliment. In that same study, the opposite effect also held true. Giving positive feedback with negative facial cues, scowls, and frowns left the person getting that feedback feeling more discouraged even though the message was complimentary. But the really interesting part of the study? Putting a sad face on what was otherwise happy feedback made the sting of that feedback stronger and last longer than simply stating the exact same message with no facial affect. What we show really does matter more than what we say. So if our feedback face tells a story, how do we leave others with a happy ending? How can we deliver a feedback message that's not only accurate, but aspirational? Turns out, it doesn't take a big chunk of time, money, or expertise. Actually, it's so simple and small that it fits neatly onto a regular single-size post-it note. And the results? Magical. Researchers at the University of Texas wanted to see how feedback could positively influence motivation and outcomes. So they told a group of high school English teachers to give two types of feedback to their students on their essays. 
One group got generic feedback, things like, nice job, please revise, or it's called a comma, buddy, try it once in a while. Another group got the generic feedback plus a 19-word encouragement written on a post-it note that was attached to the top of each of the essays, and it went like this. I am giving you this feedback because I have high expectations of you and know you can achieve them. The researchers called it magical feedback, and it was, well, magical. Over 70% of the students who got the post-it note voluntarily revised their essays, and of that group, 30% got better grades on their papers than those who never got the post-it note at all. Now, no one really believes that there is such a thing as a magical post-it note, but the message it contained, I am giving you this feedback because I have high expectations of you and know you can achieve them, it signals something. Caring. When we set a reality for others in which they feel challenged and supported, when they realize we share because we care, then feedback is more than just information. It's transformation. It's more than just helpful. It's hopeful. It lets the other person know that we believe so strongly in their ability to change and improve that the only thing that comes between them and progress is a first step forward. So our feedback face tells a story and our feedback message sets an intention. Those are strong signals that show others what we really think of who they are. But if we want to empower others with feedback, then our feedback has to show others where they're headed. Here's a random question for you. Have you ever seen a map of the London Underground? You know, what we call here in the United States, a subway? It's the complex network of transit lines, stops, and services that connect one of the world's busiest cities and subways. The map was designed in 1931 by an Englishman by the name of Harry Beck, an engineering draftsman who drew up the map while working for the London Underground and finding himself with lots of time on his hands. Now, Beck wasn't the first person to create a visual rendition of the Underground. There had been several other maps like that in circulation for at least a decade, but Beck's diagram became an immediate hit with public demand for his design at one point, surpassing 700,000 copies. What made Beck's map so popular and powerful? The secret was its simplicity. Rather than laying out different transit lines geographically, with routes superimposed over a city grid, Beck created a scaled-down map that showed the relative positions of the station's lines and fare zones. Colored lines and easy-to-spot symbols gave riders an immediate view of where they were and needed to go. Beck had a hunch that commuters were more interested in getting from point A to point B than knowing the actual distance between those points. He was right. Pretty much every map since, from universities and hospitals to museums and zoos, including the trailhead for the hike that my family and I went on this past Sunday, use Beck's design. Easy to navigate, visual, simple. It doesn't show you the distance between two points. It shows you the point you're headed to next. Good feedback shows others where they're headed to next. It doesn't face back. It turns forward. You know, feed forward. The job of feedback isn't to tell others what to see. It's to show them where to look, to give them a sense of where they're headed, how they might get there, and how they'll know once they arrive. Feedback is how people make progress in their work and their relationships, and it's not just about the process. 
It's about the destination. When we give others the coordinates, set them down that path, and show them that we care about the person they are and might still become, their arrival isn't just an end of the road. It's the start of a new journey. And that's something I know. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me. See you next time.